All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lion Ball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature tonight for episode 265, all the way from Richland Center, Wisconsin, none other than Jason Schultz. Jason, Holler, you are the <laughs> you are the ultimate hype guy. The ultimate <laughs> hype guy. I wanted you to be like, you need to just quit doing this and take over for Rogan and do a <laughs> UFC fighting in the oh. ring right now. Here he is, toe to toe, bout for bout. No, Jason, it, I this is an honor, truly. I I absolutely uh, respect you and value our relationship, and I'm very blessed and fortunate to have you in my life. And, and to have these types of conversations on a more regular with you. But for anybody out there in the Titan Nation who has not quite gotten to know Jason Schultz, you're in for a treat and you're welcome in advance. Uh, I can't I can't thank you enough, Jason, really. We're not charging for this, are we? This is free. Right? <laughs> free. 100% free as always. Dropping bombs and knowledge for the real estate world and community. Uh, well, you know how... Every now, like if you read the comments, what you're teaching me to do, read the comments more and reply to the comments to engage with our audience. You always get that one or two people like, I just wasted how many minutes of my life watching this video? <laughs> I hope I hope that's not how people feel today after watching this video. I know it won't. I absolutely <laughs> know that 100%, Jason. So I, I want to dive right into it because I know we got a lot of ground to cover. You're super dynamic. And again, your story is incredible in my mind, Jason. So let, let's go through that. Um, starting with the first question, any anybody who doesn't know you quite yet, who is Jason Schultz? Where you come from? What got you into the biz? You know, your kind of origin story from the beginning to where you're at today. What's that look like? Well, I was born in Marengo, Iowa. It's a small town down by the Amanda colonies. And I grew up on a farm with my mom and dad. And we farmed. And then mom and dad decided they didn't want to be married anymore, I think, in seventh or eighth grade. And Dad stayed in Iowa. He still is a farmer. And then mom brought us to Richland Center, Wisconsin. That's where her job was. And um, went to high school there, went to college there, transferred to UW-Platteville. And during, I got started working at Pizza Hut in, uh, in high school. Was the first delivery driver ever in Richland Center, Wisconsin. Um, it was so funny when they trained us. They didn't train us. They just said, here's the pizza. Here's the address. I didn't know there was a north or a south or an east or west of the streets. So I remember Seminary Street uh, is, a, is the, one of the main east-west streets in our town. And I was on West Seminary looking for 1165, and it was East Seminary. So their pizza was 45 minutes late, but I learned after that to read the map. So <laughs> then I um, kind of got into management and then area manager. And I thought, if I'm going to work 80 hours a week, I want to own something. Hmm. So I kind of started looking at the Culver's franchise, got approved to be a Culver's franchisee. I was 21 or 22. My father-in-law was my seed money. And um, he said, man, Jason, I don't know if I really want to go into debt a million and a half dollars with a 22 year old kid that really doesn't have a lot of experience. And mm -hmm. I bumped into some other guys that needed a kind of an ops day-to-day -day runner, some investors. And we opened up five Atlanta bread companies. Uh, Panera just, Panera just destroyed us. Um, location, location, location. We had the locations that were hot five years ago. And then Panera came into our market and just kicked our ass. Um, and then I got into fast casual Mexican. <laughs> Again, this is in my twenties. Panchero's Mexican Grill. It's a concept like Cadoba Chipotle. Still really popular. Many of them around. A couple of mine are still open. But then in 07, my father-in-law said, hey, uh, I'm going to buy my brothers out of the creamery. He made butter. I want you to come home and learn the butter business. Hmm. So I was like, well, that's going to be better than restaurants. So 
I weaseled my, I don't, it was a mess. It was during the recession and the restaurants and you, I think everybody kind of knows what I had to go through. So starting over, um, had a good job working for my father-in-law and um, we uh, grew that business together from 17 million pounds of butter a year to 75 million pounds of butter a year. Unreal. And, um, you know, he, it was when he, when I got there, it worked Monday through Friday. And when I sold it or when we sold it, um, it was 365, seven days a week, two plants. It's now one of the plants is a land of lakes plant and the other plant is a grassland plant. But my claim to fame that I'm very proud of is Amish country hand-rolled butter. So if any of you go to the store and you see butter hand-rolled in parchment paper, I started that <laughs> because I'm in sales and butter was so boring. It's either salted butter, unsalted butter. And I was like, what? That's it? We either sell salted. I said, we need something with some sizzle. And uh, Lenny, our sales guy, had been talking about this Amish country hand-rolled butter because we live in Amish country here mm -hmm. in Southwest Wisconsin. And uh, we took butter, hand-rolled it, and now it's in every Costco on the West Coast. They're selling a million pounds of it a week. It's insane. Um, but so if you go to the store and you'll see it, and what's funny, if you ever go to a dairy aisle, um, you'll see 20 different brands. It's made like three by three different places. Look at the little codes on the back. And I can, and then one of them is a state identifier that shows you what state that dairy product was made in. And then the plant number, that's how they, that's how the FDA tracks you down on that. So, so we sold, sold the creamery in 2016. I took a couple of months off because I wanted to be a professional truck and tractor pull promoter. So I quickly depleted what money I had in my checkbook. And I put a post on Facebook one day that says, I need a job. <laughs> and I didn't want to go back into uh, dairy. It was just really recycled. And you just kind of bounce from plant to plant to plant. And somebody messaged me and said, you'd be a great mortgage loan officer, a banker. Wow. And I'm like, no, I, I would never. I don't want to be a banker. I don't want to leech off everybody else's hard work. Because that was always my mindset of a lender. You need me more than I need you. I kind of always had that mindset. But wow. That person slid their W-2 across the desk and showed it to me. And I said, Ooh, you made that much last year? And they're like, yep. I said, well, I'm already better than you. So when can I start? And I started Monday. And um, yeah, the first two years were very humbling. I was wow. a little too cocky. Mm -hmm. um, I was nice because I was always that guy, Greg, that everybody says, Schultz, you could sell ice to the Eskimos, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And But I had never done direct sales before. Um, the creamery was pretty easy. You know, you, um, a big customer would call you and say, hey, we need 40,000 pounds of butterfat. Or, you know, uh, Whole Foods would call you and said, hey, we need some quarter sticks. You know, it kind of, you went out, you went to trade shows and stuff like that. It was never knocking on real realtors' doors and saying, hi, I'm Jason. I'm a lender. And they all go, oh, <laughs> lender. here's my business card. Here's my flyer. You can call me seven days a week. You know, all the standard stuff that we all say. Uh, a cold call for a, for, a, for a lender going into a real estate office is, you just get over it. You're like, I got to eat one out of 10. They're just going to throw your business cards away as soon as you walk out the door anyway. But if you wow. can get into one of those offices and prove your worth, then that's how I did it. And that's literally what I did for the first two years. Hmm. But the one thing I never did, and for all of those new to the business, whether it's real estate or whether it's mortgage, I wasn't asking for the business. Oof. Nobody told me to ask for the business. They just said, go out and knock on doors. And then one day my boss was like, man, everybody likes you. Why aren't you busier? And I said, I want to know the same thing. I mean, I'm, I'm just running up credit card debt living. Yeah. And uh, I, he, and literally that changed my career. His name's Randy Barwick. Hmm. I don't even know where he is now, but um, I literally went, I said, I'm not bringing in any more donuts, no more muffins, no more nothing uh, until I start getting some business. And they literally, I mean, agents started sending me business. It was awesome. I mean, it's dumb. It was that simple. 
but I wasn't asking for business because I think I just wanted to be everybody's friend. I think I had a high need to be liked. Hey, it's Jason from, you know, Schultz Mortgage Team. Hey, it's great to see you, Jason. And then it was, what's, what'd you bring us today? And I was so naive and dumb and I fell for every little, hey, buy this lead. Hey, hey, buy this, buy this. I wasted so much money hmm. on just pissed away, just literally pissed away thousands of dollars. But I share that with my loan officers now. When I bring a new loan officer now, they'll call me. One of my uh, loan officers in Florida called me and said, hey, I just had an agent ask for $4,000 worth of Zillow money a month. And I about went, you know, oh, whoa, whoa, let's have a chat about this. So, but I get it. I mean, that's the partnership that you want, but we don't do anything like that cold. <laughs> yeah. So. Jason, as you, as you mentioned this story and, and lay the foundation, it's, a, it's absolutely inspiring because every aspect of your life from a young age, it was constantly moving the needle forward putting in tons of effort and yielding incredible results. And it doesn't matter if it was with pizza or with burgers or with butter or with mortgage. It's it's always just grow, 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 accelerate, accelerate. But something that was interesting that stood out is what that individual said to you is, everyone likes you. Why isn't more business yeah. happening? And that, that epiphany to say, man, just asking for the business. You had that first thing, which is you're outworking everybody. And I, I want, I want to get you saying that Jason, cause I've heard yeah. you say that so many times, but looking at it, outworking everybody, people really liking Jason and anybody who's met Jason, they know exactly what he said. Like, you're not just saying this, No, the truth. Like anybody that meets Jason, he's like such a great guy, really warm, like always there for you. You can trust him. It's just like, it's very hard to describe unless if you've met Jason in person, but I get that. But it's that those little details, those minor tweaks that make business explode. Uh, but none of that would happen if you weren't putting in the time and the effort and you weren't a good guy. You weren't a likable guy because we work with who we know, like, and trust. But Jason, what, what, what really propelled you to constantly push yourself? You're not a normal person in the best of ways. And that's right. a big reason why you're on Titans is because you're setting the bar extremely high. So wh why, why do you constantly push what, what is inside you that makes you feel that way? So before we answer that question, you yeah. said butter and burgers. Oh, so yeah. I forgot to mention that we are the butter. If you guys go to a Culver's restaurant, you're eating my family's butter on the butter burger. We got that account. Um, and that was fun, actually, to do that. And we, we were shipping butter all over the country just for that. And then Ruth Chris Steakhouse, when it sizzles those steaks, that's our butter. Yeah. I actually went into the kitchens with the chefs and brought in different levels of butter fat and salt content and stuff like that. So it's funny that you said that. So <laughs> what pushes me? Yeah. I'm never satisfied. It's my biggest, it's my biggest strength. And it's also my biggest weakness. I'm never happy ever. I'm not happy on vacations. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I'm not happy, but I'm never like, I, there's, I always feel like just because I had a great month and in our world, you're hundred percent commissioned. You, Oh, Hey, you had a great month last month. What are you gonna do for me now? Um, but this is a perfect world for me because I don't want to be told that I, your, your salary is 80,000. <laughs> no, I want to make that in a month. I want to make that in a month and I can. And uh, for those of you watching this, you know, you can in our industry, if you, you know, COVID spoiled a bunch of us. Um, it didn't spoil me. I didn't slow down. I kept marketing the entire time through COVID. Am I slower? Yeah, of course I'm slower. But I didn't like open up a refi shop and chase all the refis and, and ignore all my real estate agents. I continued to help my real estate agents, even though they wanted to kill me because the appraiser is going to keep up and the underwriter is going to keep up. 
and every deal affected eight other deals and stuff like that. But wow. I still have those, but I built more and more trust through that. You know, um, basically when agents talk about me and Schultz mortgage team and my team is they'll get it done. Hmm. They'll get it done. I wish, I wish you real estate agents that are watching this <laughs> would be like, when people come to you with the pre-approval from Quicken Loans, or Rocket Mortgage, or whatever those big nationals, unless that borrower is like an 800 credit score and 20% down, you're not going to enjoy your you're not going to enjoy your experience. Wow. But I love them because I get referrals from them at least well at least a couple of week. Hmm. So I guess I want to thank them and their billion dollar industry or their advertising budget. No, it's a hell of a deal. <laughs> but that's the organic side of it, um, where I. You know, you just, you kind of build and then you have your list, your A realtors and your B realtors. But to answer your question, I I wish I knew what drives me, but I just, I always feel like there's something more, there's something better. I just think from a young age, I just, you know, growing up on a, on a small farm in Iowa and we were never poor, but we never had anything fancy. And, you know, you go into town and see a new pickup truck or look, seeing somebody take a lot of vacations. I mean, I didn't fly. The first time I flew was when I joined the army. Wow. I mean, when I flew to basic training, when I and I was so pissed at my parents for getting divorced, I uh I did the split option thing where I wanted to pay for my own college. So I went to basic training between my junior and senior year in high school. Wow. So I like my last day of school, my junior year, I went to basic training and I came home five days before football practice. Um, and I learned how to swear properly, <laughs> a bunch of different dialects. And but that was the I thought, you know, I was in a school of a hundred kids you know, very popular, knew everybody. I was in band, fire, sports, hmm. anything. I was in it just because I love to be busy. Um, and uh, I knew everybody in my school. And I thought, kind of thought I was a big deal until I went to basic training and you're nobody. Hmm. You're nobody. The drill sergeants got to know me. I did a lot of push-ups. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a great experience. So, but that's what motivates me. I just always feel like I want to, I want to do it better. I want to do it better than everybody else. Um, you just, yeah, I just feel like anything I do, I can do it well. And I want to, you know, go, go, go. So. And Jason, but I, I love that because your energy and your stick to itiveness it's setting the bar so high. And anybody that's around you knows that it's intoxicating. It's infectious. You want to do more because you're around Jason. And, and I think the the level of inspiration, and, and I, I can speak to this internally to your team, but then also externally to your partners, your real estate partners that really work with one another to grow together. So uh, the majority of our audience here, Jason, as you know, is real estate producers and professionals on the residential side. So, I mean, is there any thoughts or, or ideas into your mind as to like how you partner with your real estate professionals or how you train and educate your team on how to really bring value? Anything, any thoughts out there? If, if you're a mortgage professional tuning yeah. in, listening, um, you know, it'd be great to hear straight from you, Jason. So we just hired um, a rock star. She's going to be a rock star. Brand new to the business. Um, been in the business about six months. Was at another mortgage company. No support. Her name's Crystal. She's in our uh, Gulf Breeze, Florida office. And I went down there and spent two days with her. And I just went door knocking with her where we just literally get in the car. We roll into a town and we say real estate offices in this town. Mm -hmm. And we just go door knocking door to door to door. You know, we have some marketing supplies and stuff like that. But ultimately, we're getting cards to put into our CR CRMs. So we can say top of mind in your world, but I need to sit down. If, if you can get, get a meeting, get a coffee, get a lunch. I hate that. Get a coffee, but that's what it is. Right. Um, but if just sit down with a real estate agent. I feel strongly, if I can sit down with a real estate agent, they're going to send me business. 
Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I have so much faith in my team that we're not going to fail them. Because at the end of the day, you can like me all you want, but if I don't close your loan on time and I just have a bunch of excuses, you're never going to send me a lead ever again or a client. And that's really, that's really, so the key for me is to get that sit down or get in front of them. During COVID was tough. My boss, Jeff Fitzer, um, he's a big deal. He's out there with Tristan right now in LA doing social con. I always, we have a, we have a shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. If you're tuning in. Good I, guy. Wanted to, I wanted to send him some, some naughty pictures today just to make him <laughs> laugh while he's up to present on the stage, but I didn't some funny memes or something, but uh, I love it. he has just taught me just to provide value. You're not selling, just provide value, stay mm-hmm. top of mind awareness. And he's constantly beating that in all of our heads. Um, but you know, he does, he does the drunk on social stuff and lab code agents. And that's how I met him through you. Great. Yeah. That's how I got to know you is through Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, a, he's an influencer in that, in that space and does an awesome, awesome job. And just what he's taught me, you know, just be genuine, be yourself. And then he surrounded himself with some awesome ops people, Nathan Hopper, Sean Curley, you know, his, his fellow vice presidents in our, in our region, they just do an awesome job and he lets you go. He lets mm-hmm. you go. I mean, this is a, this is a sink or sim, swim world. It's not for everybody. Wow. I've tried to recruit loan officers from credit unions and banks. And if you're one of those people, I love you but you're not built like me and you're, you're used to business coming in through the door and they go up to the teller and they say, Hey, Billy, or I, I'm here to buy a house. And they say, Oh, go down to the office and knock on that door. That's not who we are. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. You're going to go knock on the door. You're going to ask for the business. And then, but again, you're not going to get a salary. It's hundred percent commission, but it can be the most rewarding. Buying, buying a house is the most expensive thing you'll ever buy in your life. Mm-hmm. It's where you sleep every night. It's where your kids are going to sleep. It's where your pets are going to sleep. And that's why it's so stressful because sure. it's, if your car, and you've heard me say this, but if your car breaks down for a couple of days, you can get an Uber. You can't get an Uber in Richland Center, Wisconsin, but you can get a ride, right? You can borrow, you can borrow your neighbor's car or something like that. But if you don't have a place to sleep, a place to let your dog out, your cat or your kids, that is the single most stressful thing in the world. I mean, it does, oh God, it'll... The first couple of years in the business, I was not good at all. I did crappy pre-approvals, crappy pre-qualifications, just said yes to everybody. I trusted every client that said, oh yeah, I make a hundred grand a year. I would have been awesome, Greg, in the pre-trib stuff. Oh, I'd be, I'd still be in jail, but no. I, would have, I, would be, I would have been awesome. <laughs> I've heard the stories of the good old days. I, I've been doing this for six and a half years now, so I have to follow the rules. Yeah. Jason, but, but in that time frame, you've done so much and impacted so many lives in, in the, in the communities that you serve. And, and I do want to touch on that, Jason. So anybody wanting to partner with you or worked on a, on a personal note, right. Purchasing a home, uh, where do you, where's your service areas? Like where can you, uh, do business? What, what's that kind of look like? So I'm a branch manager now. So I tech, I mean, I can loan in 49 of the 50 states. New York is the only state that USA mortgage is not licensed in. Gotcha. New York is funky. Um, I think anybody who lives in New York knows it's funky. But what I do, um, and, and we'll talk, I know we're going to get into tractor pulling, but I oh, have yeah. tractor pulling friends from New York that will call me and say, hey, Jason, I need to get a mortgage. And I'll say, I can't help you there, but I'll reach out to Jeff and Jeff's network and he'll find me a good lender in New York that can help all my clients. And that works out really well that way. But that's, I mean, I'm, I live in Wisconsin. My team, my personal team, the Schultz Mortgage team, we're licensed in Minnesota, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa. And then our Texas, our Florida team, they have the whole Southeast covered. And then I have a gal coming on in Texas here in a couple of weeks and she's going to do like the West. So it's, uh, but 
we have we can do all 49 states. One of my friends was going to buy a house in Florida and he changed his mind and now he's buying a house in Arizona. So we just flip them to another loan officer within within my team and, and mm. we still run the loan and we're still involved. So it's wow. good. No, I, I love that, Jason. And again, it's it just always great to have that resource out to the community. Um, anybody who's your story sticking out to or connecting with. And, and this is a, I know this is a big part of who you are, Jason, and a part of your story. And I would love to dive a little bit deeper into this. Uh, you know, before we go to the last portion, this is kind of a wild card. Uh, truck and tractor pulling and beer money pulling team. I, yep. I, I, I gotta know, I mean, how did that whole thing start, Jason? What was the passion behind it? And where is beer money today? So the passion of truck and tractor pulling is when your dad, mom and dad farm, they're, they're 6 a.m. to, you, you never see them, right? Unless you go on the tractor with them or something like that. Growing up in Iowa, dad would take me to tractor pulls. This, these are local county fairs. And, you know, you soup up your truck, your tractor, and you hook it up to a sled that weighs 30,000 pounds. And the farther you go down the track, the harder it is to pull. And, um, you know, that sport's grown, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. But so mom and dad got divorced. Mom moves us to Wisconsin, which is fine. But that my dad had a tractor. He got a tractor when I was in high school after mom and dad got divorced. That tractor made me want to go back and see my dad. The hardest thing is the world. I live two and a half hours from dad. Friends, girlfriends, your job, your sports are all in Wisconsin, but your dad's two and a half hours away and you're supposed to go see him every other weekend. Wow. But that tractor made it easy to go back. I was in the summer, I went back every weekend. So <laughs> I was always like, wow. And that's still our bond. Like when he when he calls me, it's never how are the kids? It's how's your tractor, Jason, or where are you going next? <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like that. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, and my family's used to it. They know it's kind of a big part of my life. So I built my own. In 2012, I bought my first tractor wow. um, from a guy that just didn't want to be in the sports anymore. And it's a hobby. It's a waste of money, just like any good hobby. <laughs> and, sure? uh, there's a song, and I like to have fun with my friends and, and just, you know, hang out, drink some whiskey and tell stupid stories. And sometimes we stay up too late around a fire pit. And uh, there's a song, Kip Money Sings Beer Money. And there's a line in there that says, every now and then we're going to raise a little hell. Hope we get lucky and stay out of jail. And if you think about it, that's, that's any fun night. Let's, sure. let's, let's not, let's not go to jail. Right. So <laughs> those are the rules. So I went home and this is before Facebook was, you know, public. And I just created the beer money pulling team on Facebook wow. and um, nobody in the pulling space had really done much on social media on Facebook yet. It was still archaic. There's some, some web pages and some message boards and we pulling world mostly got from the polar magazine and, uh, I just start posting pictures and videos of everything wow. from garden tractor pulling to the highest level, the four or five engine modified tractors, everything. And then just, just, it just took off. And it just, back then you could get 30, 40,000 new followers in a month for free, not wow. paying for them, nothing. And we just kept doing this and doing this. And then all of a sudden people started recognizing us, like waving at us going down the road. And we're like, what is going on? And you're the beer money. I had a state trooper. Uh, my dad had my semi and my truck one day, took the tractor somewhere in Nebraska because I couldn't go. And a state trooper comes up to the semi. And if you're a truck driver, you see a state trooper coming up. You're going, I don't have my logbook filled out. I'm just, this is not for hire. Oh, no. And the state trooper was like, no, I just, I follow your son on Facebook. I just want to see the tractor. Oh, my so the state gosh. trooper climbs in the trailer, sits on the tractor, takes a picture with the cell phone. And my dad's like, oh, my God. This is like, <laughs> 
So oh, wow. that's kind of when it was like, oh, wow. But I just pounded Facebook. I didn't know mm. about YouTube. I'm so I'm still pissed mm. because I could be making a lot of money if I would have did YouTube. Somebody should have told me I did, should have did YouTube, but I didn't. Uh, yeah. Just kind of kept having fun with Facebook and just really, I always thought it turned into something, but never didn't know what or how or when. I've kind of always just been, if you work hard and you do things right, good things will happen. Yeah. Well, then Facebook kind of started monetizing. I'm like, hey, this is all right. And then, um, then I started getting after YouTube and now TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. And then, so now I have three full-time employees. Um, and the last year I've really brought three, yeah, last year and a half, I brought three people on. Doug is my general manager. His daily job is sponsorship, sponsorship retention, event promotion. So because we have the largest following on Facebook and I think we're number two on TikTok, mm-hmm. we're pretty up there in the YouTube rankings as well. But we do more than just videos. We do lives. We do interviews like this. Like last night, I had three hours worth of lives last night. That, and I use StreamYard. So we're live on YouTube and seven different Facebook pages at the same time. So we'll have promoters on there, Greg. We'll have pullers on their upcoming events. We'll cover what happened last weekend. Like the big Mac trailer Winter Nationals was in Louisville last weekend, Louisville, Kentucky. We talk about all that. And we get the biggest names in, in, from the world of truck and traffic point. You get the biggest names in real estate. You know, the Titans, you got your million. I always joke about your million dollar listing realtors because that's on TV. But those are the, that's the, that's a guest set we get on our show. And then we also interview guys with garden tractors, you know, and, and, they, and they talk about their tractor costs $8,000 to build or $10,000 to build, where mine costs $200,000 to build. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, but we, we show the fans all of that stuff. So now promoters are reach. Well, we put Doug's idea to put this event promotion package together, reach out to promoters and say, hey, you're good at running truck and tractor poles. You make sure you have porta potties. You make sure you got food vendors. You got your track equipment, but you suck at marketing on social media. Let us do that for you. And that's really, so I think we did 50 or 60 events this year. I'm hoping to do over a hundred events this year. And now it's the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association is one of the big three in the country. And when I say a big three, like the NASCAR is a sanctioning body for stock car racing. NHRA is a sanctioning body for National Hot Rod Association. And then Truck and Tractor Pulling has three, NTPA, uh, Pro Pulling League, and then the Outlaws. Mm -hmm. And the Outlaws, who I really, really work closely with. And we're actually running their live streams this year with outlawpulling.tv. And then they're going to let me use the equipment in the off season. We have our first ever live stream coming up, uh, beermoneypulling.tv. We're going to be in Columbus, Texas, May 5th and 6th. And then um, uh, Sullivan, I think it's Sullivan, Kentucky. No, it's Glencoe, Kentucky. The Sullivans live there. They're big pullers. That's May 12th and 13th. So you can see why I have a very lucrative um, mortgage career that I'm building teams and we're hiring loan officers all over the United States. Huh. I need, I couldn't do it all anymore. And that's where, I, you know, Doug's been a friend of mine for years and he's been, a, he was a truck driver and uh, he just, we start talking and I'm like, I need somebody to run the day to day. I mean, I have the ideas and I need you to implement my ideas. And he has some as well. And then we hired a couple content creators that just, you know, Chandler just makes videos like a little machine. And then Mackenzie is our doer. She gets everything scheduled and it's, it's a blast. It's a blast, but we learn something new every day. Sure. Algorithms change every day. One month you make money on Facebook reels. Next month they turn it off. Um, you gotta be, you gotta be able to pivot and go. I mean, we literally change up daily sometimes what we're posting and how we post it and stuff like that. So. Uh, Jason, I, I love that though. And the aspect again, just you getting involved in the sport as a bond, you know, with your father and, and really just taking it to the highest of levels and, and being a true fan of the sport, 
but also participating in so many ways. And, and, and again, I just love the fact that the fans uh, show love to you guys and the continued growth with beer money uh, is massive. And, and in my eyes and my mind, it's only still scratching the surface because there's so much to be done. And uh, I, I, I just love that. And for anybody who has never heard of truck and tractor pulling, you're also, you're welcome again. So that's two. Yes. Jason's on and two, you've learned now about truck and tractor pulling. It is the coolest sport. Uh, so if you don't know, look up Beer Money on YouTube and you will literally see, your mind will be blown. It's the coolest it, thing. It's truly nationwide. I mean, I last October I was in Madera, California. for the. I was at the racetrack out there. And then in January, we did two big events in Florida you know, on the East coast, I don't know where a lot, a lot of your followers are from Greg, but it's, it's all literally over. in every state. Yeah. I mean, it's the majority of it is, you know, I would say if you drew a line straight up and down from Texas and headed East, mm -hmm. you know, Utah and um, like Oregon and Washington, they don't have a ton of it, sure. but they have some of it, but really the Midwest and you know, your Ohio, Indiana, your grain belts, and then your upper East coast. There's, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. Every County fair has it. But it's more than that. These are professionals. I mean, I don't consider myself a professional trucker, tractor puller, but um, it's a big time hobby. And uh, legalized wagering is coming to the sport. Um, it's called full pull bets. Um, I'm going to be helping with the social media. My team will be love it officially once it gets going. It's not through all the gaming commissions yet, but we rolled that out in February at the National Farm Machinery Show. And uh, I'm excited for that because it's going to bring a lot of new eyeballs to the sport and some interest to people who just want to gamble. I mean, let's be, let's be real. And it's in this majority of our events happen in the summer, Memorial day to labor day where um, football and basketball dominate the, the legal sports wagering platforms. And this could be something new uh, for, for people to take a peek at. So I, I love it, Jason. That That is awesome. I'm going to have links in the show notes. So uh, again, they can follow along, they can subscribe, learn more about, you know, what Jason does, uh, during the day and what Jason does at night, you know, the, the kind of the dual aspect of that. And again, uh, you know, the mortgage professional and what I like to say, um, the truck and tractor pulling professional, uh, right. when it comes down to that, Jason. So, yeah. but I, I do want to go into the, the second question here, which everyone tuning in to Titans, they want to learn from the best and brightest. They, they want some perspective or understanding of how did Jason get to where he is today? So you can take this from any angle you want to, Jason, but the idea is if you could look back at your career thus far, and this is any standpoint because you've had so much success over your life, and if you could pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented that you really saw growth, you really saw movement in a positive, what would that be? What advice would you give anybody tuning in live with us or listening or watching after the fact? go find yourself a Kim Foss. Uh, she is my uh, lone partner. She is my world. She hates doing what I do. And I hate doing what she's doing. Um, it's so hard for a, loan, a, a good loan officer to go marketing and still stay deep to deep in the details every day of the loan, uh, the appraisals, the conditions and stuff like that. That is the hardest part about being a loan officer, especially when you're new. And no mortgage companies really don't give you like that assistant or that LOA. So you start doing five or six loans a month. And that's where that first couple of years could be so hard. Um, Kim and I have an amazing team. I mean, her and I, uh, we have an amazing processor, Sarah, but without Kim, I'd be dead. So go get yourself a Kim. So write down on a piece of paper what you're good at. No, write down what you like to do. 
Don't write down what you're good at. Write down what you like to do. I love to meet new agents. I love to take my agents out for you know lunch or just catch up with them or just stop in the office and say hi and just make sure that I stay top of mind awareness. That's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like to bust into an office that you know is a, a whale. We call you realtors whales. <laughs> you big heavy hitters that have you know 20, 30 agents on a team and move a lot of stuff. Um, bust into an office with maybe a newer agent in there, earn some respect and start asking, hey, can you introduce me to more agents in your office? And work our way up like that. But that's what I like to do. But if you can't close loans, I don't care how good you are at marketing or anything like that. So make sure you're solid ops. Make sure you understand it. Make sure you understand. And you have a company that you work for that can close loans and get it closed. I'm blessed at USA Mortgage with the ops people we have because they know that and they have great marketing. So it's it's kind of a win-win for me. Um, and I've worked at other mortgage companies. So I know I've seen the grass and it's not always greener. So wow. it's really, really important to know that if you can close loans and you can go out and market, that's that's the key. But write down what you like to do, write down what you don't like to do, and you go get somebody on your team to do the stuff you don't like to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really that's really what changed my career is when my bosses sat me down and said, "You need to just stay in the car, just go go visit people." Yeah, uh, because uh, yeah, it was tough. I mean, any lender or any agent remembers the COVID time. It was insane. Insanely profitable, insanely anxiety, because there was nothing else to do, right? We weren't allowed to go to the bars. We weren't going to restaurants. We just worked. Yep. And I've never been that. I mean, I was closing 30, 40 deals a month. Mm-hmm. And that is, we were having closings every single day. I mean, on Fridays, four a day. It was, in, it was insane keeping up with just disclosures and stuff like that. And that's when I learned that I don't care how good you are. There's only so much time in the day to do it all. So Wow. J- Jason, but that is massive advice. Find Did your- Did I answer that right? You did. That was huge because perspective into it is really writing down what you love, what you're passionate about and finding someone or a group of individuals or a support staff or team ops, if it's the operation in and of itself, uh, to really help fill that gap. Well, you Uh, talk about, I mean, they do what you love, right? Listen, none of us would work if we didn't have to. We do it because we need money, right? But I don't think I'm ever going to fully retire. I always want to be doing something. You know, I don't care if I move to Key West and I just bartend and just hang out with people or, or drive it. I think honestly, the funnest job in the world would be to be an Uber driver. There think of go. the people that you get to meet. Yep. Um, and I just want speak people to speak English when I get in my car so I can talk with them a little bit. I always go. give bigger tips if they'll play the song, you know, if they'll let me hook into their hook my Spotify up and we got a funny story in Miami. I don't think it's for the show, but it was, he was a great Uber driver. He was a great Uber driver. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Jason, I, I, uh, I love your, your energy and delivery and the passion of what you do in so many ways. And, and, uh, again, I just can't thank you enough for taking the time to, to really share your story and the way that you conduct yourself is awe-inspiring. And I, I really know that whoever's tuning in and watching this now live or after the fact, they're going to understand where you're coming from and feel that passion. Because I know I do, Jason. It's phenomenal for sure. I, I need to be more professional, I think. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> me. I'm fun. Just do it. It is what it is. I always never, say- Never change, always Jason. Say, be you. Be you. That's the best. I always say I'm not the prettiest and I'm not the smartest, but I'm going to outwork your ass. And that's typically what I always, that's what I do. That's really what I do. I'm jealous of all the beautiful people that you just <laughs> make a Facebook reel and you just, your eyes just melt and they have a million views just because they're pretty. I don't even watch the, watch what they have to say. So that's I got to, awesome. I got to do my hair a little bit, you know, <laughs> some way shave today. 
Greg, you really, I cleaned up, brushed my teeth and everything for this interview. Jason, it means the world, my friend, but that was not needed. You you bring so much heart and so much drive. I, I love it. And uh, your sense of humor is the best. You always, every time I chat with you, I have a big smile on my face. The energy is up and it's just the passion flows. So it's, uh, it's phenomenal, Jason. I can't thank you enough for taking the time today. It was an honor to have you on. This Titans. is it? <laughs> this is it. You said... Yeah. You said three hours. That's, no, like that, that's right. This, this is only episode one. This is a oh. seven-part series. <laughs> we're gonna break this down. We're gonna break this down. What are, what are the what are the, all the social media pages? Repurpose. We're gonna repurpose. There you go. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do need to dub you an official real estate titan, Jason. Okay. That is an honor and a badge you carry with you for your life. No one can take it away. There's no trophies. There's no plaques. But it's in your heart, my friend. So got to give that to you all day it's long. Like, it's like, whose line is it anyway? Where we give you points, but they don't mean anything. <laughs> kind of funny. Same thing, same thing. Yeah. It's in your heart, but that, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> Perfect. Jason, you're the best. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Everybody out there, thank you the same as always for your love and support, your time and attention. If you like here, we're doing the Real Estate Titans. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your digital presence online, generate leads, exposure, and close more transactions, visit lionboltmedia.com. We're live here on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. Catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Greg.